You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to the Giant Splash podcast from the San Francisco Chronicle. I'm your host, Chronicle Giants beat writer Susan Slusser. Today we are joined by Giants catcher Kurt Casale. He's in his eighth big league season and of course his first with the Giants after signing as a free agent. Welcome Kurt to Giant Splash for your first time. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Um, obviously the first thing we have to talk about is what everybody's been talking about lately that's the five consecutive shutouts that you caught um which is remarkable in and of itself uh and record setting for the giants uh, then you add into that seven scoreless from logan webb the other day uh before a you know couple runs with a bullpen but we'll we'll, we'll gloss over that part but okay. how, how much pride do you take in that the you know five consecutive shutouts cost is just incredible uh, a, a lot um and thank you for saying that it's i appreciate that it uh yeah, it, it's nice to be recognized, um, to, you know, when you do something cool. I, I think it was uh, right up my alley because, you know, it was a it was a combo. It was a team thing. You know, it was me, me and the pitcher and, and the defense behind all working together towards, um, towards preserving that and, you know, making sure that the other guys are not, not scoring any runs. I thought that was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, it, it stinks that it was over, but I'm happy that it happened. It was uh, – it was it was a it was a fun ride and you know very very thankful for everybody that that helped me uh, accomplish that. Yeah, now obviously you're not actually executing the pitches yourself, yeah. but you're calling the pitches, you're framing pitches, you're blocking pitches. How, how much do you feel like you are actually a part of it? Because people might look at it and go like, oh, you know, uh, Kevin Gosman threw a shutout, and uh, you know, eh, who cares who was catching it. Um, it, it's, I definitely don't take more, more credit. I don't want more credit than the pitcher gets. Um, you know, they're the ones who are out on the Island. Um, you know, they're, they're the ones on TV the entire time. They're the ones who are taking the flack if it doesn't work out well, but, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I think it, I think it does take two to tango and, uh, the fact that, um, you know, we've been able to you know, have a, a nice rapport with, with, with these pitchers has been, you know, made my job easier and hopefully, um, you know, hopefully the, they agree with the pitches that I'm calling and, and if they execute them, then, you know, we, well, we should have a good amount of success, but yeah, I'm definitely not taking more credit than the pitchers for sure. <laughs> well, among the other amazing things about this, the five consecutive shoutouts, it was all different starters. So let's talk a little bit about oh. them and, and what working with them is like. Starting with, you, you've, you've caught some of them before, which I'm assuming plays into it. Obviously, you know, in, in Cincinnati, you caught mm-hmm. Gosman, Di Sclafani, you know, Wood from there. Um, and uh, you've been around the league for a while. But let's start with Gosman. What makes him special? What's he like to work with? Um, Kevin, Kevin kind of, He's really transformed himself into a you know top of the line ace, and uh, you know I remember him coming out of LSU, and uh, you know always had a big arm. He can touch the upper nineties, but 
his, uh, you know, his off speed was something that was always, you know, kind of a question mark and he was always constantly working on it, you know, and, and his days in Baltimore. And then he, uh, as soon as he got here, they, you know, the Giants pitching staff and the organization just decided to say, Hey, we're, we, we, we think you're split, your split fingers in elite pitch. Like we'd like you to just really throw two pitches or two and a half pitches, if you will, and just kind of sprinkle on a slider here and there. And, uh, you know, that has turned into probably one of the most elite off-speed pitches in baseball. And, uh, you know, the fact that uh, I don't know what guys' averages were going into a game against the Marlins against his split, but it wasn't very good until I think John Birdie hit a, hit a homer off of it. I don't know if that was a split or not, but it uh, it's, it's been a pretty dominating pitch. So he, uh, you know, he is, he's taken his spot at, as, you know, rightfully so as one of the aces in, in, in the league for sure. What is the movement on that pitch like as, it, as it's coming toward you? Um, it, it changes. It, it changes, you know, the way that it starts, you know, the height that it starts out. So it's like if we need it for a call strike, it starts a little bit higher. If we, you know, if we've painted a fastball down in the zone and we have, you know, the count to work with, we're going to, you know, start the split at the same height as a fastball and let, let it just drop into the dirt and hopefully get a swing over the top of it. But, it's 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 rare that you find somebody a pitcher that can locate uh, a split finger because it's not an easy pitch to throw. Obviously, you, you know Di Sclafani well. Also, he he like Gosman came to San Francisco with the idea of kind of reestablishing himself, which Gosman obviously has done. And Di Sclafani so far looks better than ever. What have your impressions been of yeah. him? What what stands out about him to you? Uh, I, th- I think Tony has been really working on a curveball. I think that's been a great separator for him. Um, you know, not, definitely not something that we threw a lot when we were in Cincinnati, and you know, just not because it wasn't good, just because we just he didn't really have it then. And uh, you know, the Di- the Giants pitching uh, staff has you know really coached him and helped helped him along and, and learning and honing in that pitch. But I think the the biggest thing for for um, Disco is, you know, he, he got out of Cincinnati. And if you think about the, you know, the pitchers that he was uh, on the staff with last year, I mean, you got uh, Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo, and Trevor Bauer. It's kind of, you know, you kind of accidentally get lost um, in, in that. And, you know, I think he would, he would, might say the same thing to you, but it doesn't take away how talented he is, how much he can help our team. But, you know, I, I think when you're, you know, given freedom, you have a change of scenery, a bigger ballpark. It um, it, it gives you some confidence, and and uh, and he's he's been balling out so far. I'm happy for him. Yeah, he seems like he's a a very serious competitor. Is that is that yeah. his demeanor? Is that really you know, what you see too? No, he's 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 a good competitor. He he's a you know naturally quiet person, but um, you know he he's 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 a a bulldog on the mound. I mean, he's he's. He's an asshole on and on. I, I really appreciate, you know, the, that type of fire that he brings. And then, you know, I can get on board with that any day. It's like, you know, he's, he's ready to go to war. And, uh, you know, he, he wants to, he's, you know, he's up there throwing hate balls at, pitch, at, at hitters. And uh, I'm, I'm down for that any day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, one thing that stands out is actually that everybody's kind of got this good pace going this year and, and yeah. is aggressive going after guys, yeah. which is, mm-hmm. seems like it's really it's, been effective. And it's, as a catcher, it's winning baseball. Yeah. It's winning baseball for sure. Yeah. As a catcher, that's gotta be kind of like, nobody likes the slow pace, but especially no. you know, with what you're doing, like, come on. 
you know, I mean, they're, they're executing pitches and, you know, we're, we're getting quick outs and, you know, if, if anybody appreciates a quick inning, it's me because, uh, <laughs> you know, catching is not, not an easy place or not an easy position to, to be a part of, but, um, you know, the, the, the pace has been fantastic from, from most of these guys. It's great. And now you have, um, two guys in the rotation who are a little bit of question marks coming in. Alex Wood obviously had that spinal ablation procedure he's yet another guy you know um yep. and he's come out and just looked fantastic what's been the key for for wood well you talk about pace um you know alex wood he he i have to kind of jump down into my squad after i give a sign because he just he's gonna he's gonna deliver it before i even get set i mean i like to go down to a knee a lot and uh you know i don't even have time to do it sometimes when one board he's pitching but uh you know he's He's really, really prepared when he comes into a baseball game. He, he knows exactly what he wants to do. He, um, you know, he, he's he's calling most of the, those pitches. So, like, I'm not going to take credit for anything he's doing, but he, uh, he's very smart. He's uh, his slider's been wicked this year, and um, you know, the the biggest thing for him is he's always, you know, kind of dealt with some back issues, and you know, if, if he's healthy, he's good. And when uh, you know, currently his back is feeling great, which I'm, I'm happy for. And, you know, he's, he's pitching exactly like we hoped he would. And, uh, you know, he's, he's been a, a, a really nice voice of reason, uh, you know, veteran voice on, on the staff. And it's, uh, it's been a pleasure to have him up. I really, really enjoy uh, catching him as well. Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, such a veteran staff anyway, and Aaron Sanchez yeah. is one of those guys. Uh, he, like Wood, was a little bit of an unknown coming off of the shoulder surgery, um, hadn't yeah. pitched for a while, has had a lot of seasons with um, little injuries and things like that, and, and he's been something of a revelation, too. Um, he's not somebody that you had caught before. What have you, right. what are your impressions? Uh, I mean, I've, I've faced Sanchez before. I mean, I just, he throws, you know, kind of these bowling ball two-seamers that, you know, are generally been a lot harder in the past, but, um, you know, I, I think he's still trying to, uh, you know, find his velocity and, you know, find a, a routine that, that helps him, his arm bounce back the way that it used to. And, um, but the fact that, you know, he's, he's able to, you know, get outs and, and, you know, help give our, our team a chance to win every time he goes out while, you know, not really, uh, you know, breaking the radar gun is is impressive in itself. I mean, he's got a a big loopy loopy curveball that breaks a lot, and you know it'll get chases. But I think his changeup has been probably his, his best pitch so far. And if he is able to, you know, really shove it inside on righties and force their their uh, their hand by opening their hips and flipping a, a changeup down underneath, um, he's gonna he's gonna do really really nice things for us. But um, happy for him hope he gets his velocity back because i know he wants to you know throw hard like like all the boys but um you know he's he's been he's been great for us so far you talk about change upset that leads us right into logan webb um mm-hmm. you know who, who did catch uh, pitch seven scoreless the other day uh it been a little bit up and down was briefly in the bullpen and until cueto's now on the il um Yep. But his his changeup is pretty spectacular, and I know at one point you'd compared it to somebody that you'd caught in Cincinnati, Luis Castillo, yep. who's got a, I mean, such a special changeup. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think Logan is right now, um, and and what does he need to do? He, you, he, and Gabe Kapler after his last start all all said like, hey, there's more there. He, the seven scoreless, you know, he still can improve on what he was doing in that outing. 
Yeah, I, there's there's a hundred percent more there. I mean, it's it's he's he's just you know scratching the surface of something that he could, you know, he could be an absolute superstar in this game, and I, I truly mean that. And it's it's because of the action of his pitches. I mean, he's got such great movement on it. I think he needs to. And then if you ask him if this, he'd say the same thing. He needs to clean up the you know when he yanks pitches you know away from righties and um, just because they're just non competitive and. Uh, I'm not saying he's not trying to throw a good pitch in that situation. It just, it doesn't, you know, when he yanks a pitch to a righty, it just, it doesn't serve a, a great purpose. And if, if he can really hone in on his, you know, miss blocks and, you know, he knows exactly where it's going to go or in a general range and, and, and clean up those outlier pitches, he's going to, he's going to really take off. But um, yeah, his change up, his change up is something special. It was really, really good in spring training. And um, I think, I think we've seen, is we uh you know we were, we were pretty clear and and calculated when we said we wanted to throw his change up a lot this year you know we had a certain percentage in mind per 100 pitches about how many changes we thought was was good and you know i, I think we tried that and you know it, it didn't really work out i mean it's it's not that we can't go back to it but i thought what was cool was you know the other day against miami we i believe we threw 28 change up yeah, so 27 28 i think yeah yeah so something like that so you know about 12 less than what we would normally do i think we threw maybe five more sliders than we normally would have and i think they you know the rest were fastballs i think it was like 51 or 52 pitches of fastballs and, and he did great I, I think it's just you know kind of figuring out what the formula is that day um you know how how his change up how his sinker his slider matches up against a particular lineup and then you know, go from there. It's not just saying like, oh, like anytime we get in this situation, we're just going to throw a change up. Like, no, it's not pitching. We got to, um, you know, we got to sharpen that, sharpen that up. And I think the, his ability to um, adapt to that and, and, you know, just trust that the sinker is going to work, trust that the slider is going to work uh, is, is a clear sign that, uh, of, of really good things to come for that guy. Yeah, I love the idea of throwing, you know, anybody's best weapon a ton. Um, there have been times mm-hmm. that you like as much as 50% if it's a really special pitch. But yeah. especially early, it did look like teams were just starting to sit on a, the change-up. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but that can be good if you get them thinking, I'm just going to sit on the change-up and then, you know, switch it And out. then you just, yeah, and then you just throw sinkers at them, which are, you know, 93. It's like it's, it doesn't even seem like 93. It seems so much harder. It just his, his pitch has a lot of weight behind it. And, and uh, no, that's why he's not giving up any damage on it. No, uh, he's obviously on the IL right now, but he'll be back soon. Johnny Cueto, he's so much fun to watch pitch. What's it like to catch him? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's a unique he's a unique guy. Um, any, anybody who can do like a triple shimmy <laughs> in the middle of a of a delivery is is pretty special. And I, I just wish I knew when he was doing it. It's uh because he's, he's he just catches me off guard, kind of you know, kind of the same as Woody. Just you know, goes too quick, and I just I don't even have a chance to you know get ready for the pitch. Um, you know, similar with Johnny, I just don't know if he's going to do three three shimmies, one none, quick pitch. Um, gosh, sometimes sometimes I'll just I throw you know some signs down, and and I don't even know what's coming because he just. <laughs> He'll just, he'll just throw a pitch and, and, he, and he, he'll laugh and I get the dugout and just be like, hey, you see what I did there, Bobby? And I'm like, ah, yeah, you, you, you got me. <laughs> and, uh, it, uh, it's funny. I mean, the guy, the guy is, he, he's a good dude. He's, you know, he's a, 
he's a he's a big kid at heart on the mound. I think it's cool to watch, you know, when you got a guy that's been around for as long as as long as he has and you know, he's still finding different ways to, you know, get guys out in a creative way. I think it's I think it's great television. I think it's 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 uh it's fun entertainment for sure. Oh, I, I I've enjoyed I've enjoyed catching him for sure. Yeah, the enthusiasm is really it's pretty infectious. And I like it and yeah. it made me think of um, Mike Trout backing out of the box and laughing mm-hmm. in spring training because yeah. it kind of got quick pitched a little and he just kind of doubled over and started laughing because uh, it's just like how do you not how do you not how do you not get amused by that? Yeah. It's just like it's it's insane. We'll be back with more with Giants catcher Kurt Casale in just a moment, but a reminder, you can find all of our Giants and Major League Baseball coverage at www.sfchronicle.com. And to subscribe, go to sfchronicle.com slash pod. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Now, as a backup catcher, how much time do you spend, especially the days where you're not necessarily playing, how much time do you spend going over scouting reports? Is that the main key? What, what else goes into your preparation? And, and how do you um, balance the analytics when you've got a team that is, you know, very firmly in the analytic mode? Yeah, I, I think um, to answer your question, you know, qu- quite a bit. I mean, not not when I'm really in the game. I'm, I'm kind of just watching swings. I'm, I, I generally tend to hang around the other starters in the, in the dugout, Um you know, like last night, for example, I was I was sitting pretty much next to you know Alex Ward and Kevin Gossman the entire game, just talking talking baseball, and you know not not even necessarily about you know the Rockies, but just you know just talking baseball, just kind of getting in their heads and seeing seeing what they're thinking about that particular day. But um, I think between the analytics and and just like feel, I think I think there's a place for both. Um, I think if you only have analytics and you're only going by percentages and numbers and just, you know, reading off of a card, you know, that's, that's to me, that's not, that's not the game. That's not, that's not the game within the game. That's, you know, you can, you can start there. It's like the opening drive um, of, of, a, of a football game, right? You have your, your, your plays scripted essentially. Right. Yeah. And um, you know, after that, it's just, you just play the game. So, it's it's a generally good way of doing it. It's like, you know, I'll look at numbers. I'll look at what 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 pitches that that particular hitter is not good at hitting. I'll look at especially what he is good at hitting, and hopefully be able to start something in their you know nitro zone or something, and and make them think that they're going to get the pitch that they want, and it's actually our pitch. And uh, so like that's that's the game in the game. I think of you know. The person who taught me pretty much everything I know about pitch calling is uh, is Derek Johnson. Uh, is a pitching coach for the, the Reds right now, and he was also my pitching coach in, in college at Vanderbilt for four years. So um, we, he he pretty much taught me everything about you know reading swings and you know how to how to use like a you know triangle and, and uh, triangle vision over the course of a, a strike zone and how to play off perceived velocities and things like that and. It's um, 
it's 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 a it's a chess match and I, I i really enjoy that it's exhausting but it's uh it's 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 really fun when uh you know you can you can get into the mind of a hitter and 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 trick them and and they didn't even know what happened and you know by the time they step in the box the next thing i know they're they're heading back to the dugout it's um it's one of the coolest things in the world it's it's probably part of the game that i i enjoy most the 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 almost have me envisioning like the beautiful mind like numbers on a chalkboard kind of thing like you know uh. yeah um what, i wish i could think like that i mean I, I, like i'm not i'm not a genius by any means i can tell you that i just i've, I've just seen a lot of pitches it's just uh you know I'd, I'd say some you know some days i might call a terrible game i just you know i might be a step behind but you know most days are too high then kurt <laughs> no 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 I, I i like i like where you know i like the rhythm that we're in right now it's um it's 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 been god it's been fun i've yeah. really enjoyed it how would you describe triangle vision because i don't really know what that is um it's just like so you know you, you take you take the you know the the box of the strikes on that you see on the television mm-hmm. um and basically just put it put a triangle it's like so you know you got middle of the zone at the top bottom you know, bottom left, bottom right, or, you know, depending on what side it is. And, you know, it's basically, it's like, you see those videos of like pitch overlays, right? They, they put, you know, a, a curveball on top of a fastball and see how they disappear. And it's basically using where the last pitch ended up and basing the next pitch off of where that was. It's like, how did, how did they react to that high fastball at the top of the strike zone? Um, did they bite on it? If they bit on it, I'm going to go a little bit higher. Or if they're, you know, they didn't flinch at all on a pitch inside, that means that they're looking away. It's like, all right, I got inside all day long. And it's just like, it's like the little visual, just like using, using the parts of the strike zone to your advantage. You know, we have, we have the ball and we'll always have the, the advantage in that, that situation. But, um, it's, it's literally mind games and it's, uh, if, I, if, if the pitcher can execute, you know, nine times out of ten, I can almost guarantee you that we're going to have a great day that day. It's just, it's it's a matter of if, if they miss, it's like, all right, how do we use that miss to our advantage? Oh, I love that stuff. How much does yeah. that that knowledge help you as a hitter? Obviously, as a backup catcher, mm-hmm. you are not here for your offense, and nobody expects that. But yeah. do, do you find yourself using some of that information when you're hitting? Yeah, sometimes I think, um, you know, there, there are times where it could be helpful and there, there are times where it can, you know, screw you in, in some sense, you know, like I find it, uh, I find it interesting, you know, when other catchers are hitting and how they react to, you know, the pitches that we're throwing at them because do you think that they'd be on the same page as, as me? And a lot of them are like, they're, they're, they just can't help it. You just think through the at bat and, and, uh, and you know, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. But um, it uh, it definitely it, it needs to be separated. I'd love to I'd love to go back to the days in hitting in you know little league and high school where I'm not constantly thinking through the at bat because I just want to react and, and and hit a ball as hard as I can and hopefully it goes over the fence. But um, it uh, you know it's a, it's a challenge at some point. I mean, I definitely don't um, you know I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not a competent hitter because i know i can hit i've hit in the past and i, I will hit again but um it's um it's just funny how this year started off you know just like kind of just 
getting into that rhythm, like, you know, defense is always first, especially in my position on this team. And, you know, hopefully I can, you know, start contributing with the bat a little bit more uh, in, in the upcoming days. Yeah, it looks like your timing is starting to come around to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get there. there. I'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about it. I think I think everybody's nah. pretty happy with the catching. Um, how much of your job is relationships, like almost being a, a psychiatrist or psychologist and, and knowing what makes guys tick? Probably 95% of it. Um, it's, it's something and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm an expert at this by any means, but it's like, it, it's something that I, I definitely probably look into more than, you know, the actual pitching per se. It's like, I want to figure out how this guy is going to react in this situation. I want to, I want to feel like what makes him tick and that that gives me a better understanding of how I can help him. Um, you know, I'll go over the mound if, if he's a guy that you know needs a calming calming force, then then I can do that. If he needs a guy that needs to, you know, kick him in the ass and, and get him going, like I can I can I can do that too. And you know, there's there's certain guys that you know I, I don't I don't know yet. Like I'm I'm still I'm still fairly new here. There's you know a few guys in the bullpen that. I'm still learning to see what, what gets him going. Like Webby, Webby, I'm, I'm slowly learning, you know, bit by bit about him. And I think we're going to, you know, start to really take off with him pretty soon. But, you know, we're all, we're all different. It's like, how do I put myself in their shoes? What, what are they feeling right now? It's like pitching is one of the hardest things to do in sports. I mean, you're, you're out there on an island all by yourself. Everybody's watching you. And, how, how do you how do you deal with that? Even though you've been pitching your entire life, like how does it how does it make you feel? How do you react when there's fans booing you, or or you know do you get overexcited when the, they're cheering for you? It's like all right, it says the psychology of the game is really fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you getting squeezed? How are you dealing with that? I mean, yeah, all sorts uh-huh. of stuff like you know, so yeah. many different little tiny elements that go into it. The weather. I mean, you, you know, the other day. Yeah. Uh, you know, the mound was was wet and sticky, and you know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, there's all sorts of different facets into it. It's fascinating. Yep. You mentioned the bullpen. I'm not going to have you go through all the relievers because there's a million of them. But you yep. did play with Jake McGee early in your career and early in his career. How much has he changed since then? Um, his pitching hasn't really changed that much. I mean, he's still he's still throwing uh, he's still throwing in fastball 95 percent of the time. It just it's it's just mind-boggling to me um, that he can really make such an incredible living off of that one pitch. And you know, I know he's, he's sprinkled in some sliders um, recently, and that's that's mainly because you know we're facing teams you know multiple times over the course of a week, and you know it's our job to stay you know ahead of the curve. But um, he, he's an impressive guy. He's about you know he's he's an absolute pro. He's a you know one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Um, he was actually, when I first got called up in Tampa, I got called up from Gwinnett, Georgia, and I flew to Minneapolis to meet the Rays. And, uh, and Jake actually was on my flight from Atlanta to, to Minnesota. And uh, he he was, you know, we shared a cab from the flight uh, or from the airport to uh, the hotel in Minnesota. And, you know, he just kind of put my mind at ease and just helped me, helped me get started. So I'll, I'll always remember that about Jake. And, um, I think that's a you know cool little story. It's just like the fact that I, he was there on my first day, and yeah. you know he, here we are seven eight years later, you know 
doing it and grinding together on the same team, you know, along with Evan Longoria as well. Yeah, finishing up games together. That's crazy. He's he's been yeah. since since day one, or at least uh-huh. day one. That's that's crazy. Yep, my my day one. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, obviously, you are uh, part of a catching tandem with one of the greatest catchers of all time, mm-hmm. in Buster Posey. What has that been like? What what are you learning from him? Are you trying to emulate anything? Can you even? I would love to emulate his hitting right now, especially <laughs> especially last night. I mean. Gosh, oh, just, he just he he can right. he can just he can just get out of bed and and get three four hits. It's um it's it's so impressive. But um yeah, it's it's been yeah it's been an absolute honor to be that dude's teammate. Um, you know he he's only what like a year and a half older than me, but it just it feels like I've been watching him my my entire career. Um, you know he's he's somebody that. You know, after this year, I'm gonna have him sign a jersey for me. It's gonna be hanging on my wall someday. Like, it just he's he's that guy. Um, but you know, we're we're you know locker mates in in San Francisco. We're we're constantly talking. We uh, you know we definitely take a lot of pride in our our game prep. And he's he's one of the smarter ones I've been around for sure. I mean, there's a reason that um, you know the Giants have won three World Series in the past decade. It's just he, he's he's a big reason for it. The guy is absolute just rock solid player um same guy day in and day out he's he's you know consistent he's always trying to you know find new ways of, of getting better behind the plate as well as at it and i mean I'd, I'd be an absolute fool if i wasn't listening to him constantly so i'm, yeah. I'm constantly just I'm, just I'm just trying to you know be near the guy and, and see if anything can you know if i can learn anything that particular day but um you know i, I think we've Establish a pretty good partnership, and um, you know, really looking forward to the rest of the year with him. Yeah, I'm wondering how much um, he's talked to you as he's he's changed changed his setup a little bit occasionally, not all the time, but he'll he'll also go down on one knee, uh, which he hasn't mm-hmm. done before. Has he talked to you much about that? Yeah, we we talk about it a lot. I mean, it, it's it stinks, but at the same time, it's kind of funny. It's like the, the both of us have had some pretty um, unique operations. Like I've had both of my hips uh, hip labrums repaired. Um, Obviously, he had he had one. He's had an ankle injury, so we you know we've been through the the ringer a few times, you know between between the two of us. So you know we constantly were talking about like things that honestly make the position easier. Like how do you how do you take stress off of the joints because you know we're not young anymore. Like I'm not saying we're old, but you know you do it for long enough, it, it starts to catch up, and you got to find little cheat codes of you know being able to get through and, and weather the storm on a certain day because we have 162 of these games, right? Yeah. And, uh, but the, the one knee down is, is definitely, you know, alleviated some, some tension. And, you know, when you're, you're not, you're not working as hard back there because you're, you know, on a knee that opens up more opportunity to, you know, feel for power at the plate and, you know, maybe receive a little bit better. It's just, there's just some of the game is just, Ever, ever evolving the catching position is ever evolving and you know the fact that you know he's willing and and, and looking to talk to me as well as our you know catching coach craig Alvinez, it's um it just shows that the guy's always trying to get better and you know it's not for lack of laziness he's just he's trying to you know find a way that's going to help us uh help us win ball games while saving his body and, and my body at the same time when is it optimal to do that and not do that um well honestly like he he does it more than i do 
Um, and honestly, I, I think it's because I just I had an easier time with my hip surgery than he did. Um, you know, different different areas that we got uh, repaired. So I I tend not to go down a knee with with guys and uh, guys on base, but he's figured out a way to uh, you know kind of drop that right knee and and, and keep some you know, pressure on his right foot so he can have something to push off if he, if he needs to throw him out. And, you know, his, his arm is fantastic this year, which is really, really cool. Um, but, you know, there's there's just not there's not a one-size-fits-all thing for catching. It's like all of our bodies are made differently. It's how, how we, you know, contort it and, and, and set it up to, you know, be as successful as possible, you know, whether it's receiving, throwing, or, or, or blocking. And, um I, th- I thought he's done a really good job of, of all three of those. Yeah, he lo- he looks like you know old Buster. He likes to talk about you know finding ways to be a, a little bit younger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're obviously both yep. doing a great job behind the plate, but he looks mm-hmm. like v- vintage Buster. Yeah, um, it's been awesome to watch. Yeah, it really has been. <laughs> um, this team this is a, the, we're wrapping it up now, but this team is okay. off to a really good start, really strong start. As we're talking, um, you guys are actually tied for first place in the division. Um, which uh-huh. I think was, you know, the pundits would probably be surprised by. It's it's early, but still, that's uh, yeah. you know nothing wrong with a nice fast start. What is the feeling in the clubhouse about what type of team you guys have? Uh, the the general feeling and, and the thing I've I've heard the most, and, and actually it's just super cool to hear, is that we just have a clubhouse full of baseball players, um, like just absolute grinders. Um, you know, it's we, we got a few young guys in there. We got, you know, mostly some you know season season veterans that have just been around and have seen it all. And you know, there's just not there's no commotion in our in our clubhouse. There's no you know there's no clown on our team, and it just it feels like we can just be ourselves and and just help each other. Like we're constantly you know talking about you know, our previous at bats with, you know, whoever the next guy up is and just say like what the pitcher looks like. Like we're, we're talking baseball constantly and we're just, we're, we're, we're feeling pretty good about ourselves. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's still early. Like you don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but, but at the same time, like, no, we, we expect to be winning. Like our, it's our job to win baseball games. This organization has had a great history of winning. And, you know, if nobody wants to talk about us, that's fine. Cause we, <laughs> We, uh, you know, we're, we're we're perfectly happy just in our our own little world, and and it's you know, it's what it's what we're doing right now. We're we're enjoying it. We're we're having fun because winning is fun. But I just think we're thinking about the right things. We're doing the right things. And you know, when you put a a group of twenty six baseball players out there, it's you know, the 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 product is probably going to be pretty good. Not just tools, guys. Not just you know high exit velo guys guys just throw hard like no we got baseball players in our group and uh you know i I think i think it's showing uh i think we're starting to show the rest of the league too that we're 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 pretty darn good yeah that's so far so good and i i suspect kurt that um next month when the giants are playing the dodgers that uh people will be talking about your team so uh, it's it'll be cool I'm, i'm looking forward to the challenge Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us on Giant Splash, Kurt Casale. Thank you. Thanks again to Kurt Casale for joining us on Giant Splash. You can find Kurt on Twitter at Kurt Casale. Our producers today were G. Allen Johnson and King Kaufman. 
And our music, Batter Up, was written and performed by Lauren Gold and Ray Eastless. We will be back again next week with more Giant Splash. Thanks for listening.